and welcome to episode 61 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Sharla. And I'm Heather. And welcome to the first ever video edition of our podcast. Now, if you're listening to this on in your car or on your, you know, phone or however you listen, you know, and it's not the video version, it could be, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be. Um, so you can continue to listen to our podcast, however you've been listening to it all along. But if you're curious about what the heck we look like when we're recording this, um, then you can check out our YouTube channel at Disney Park Princess and see what the heck kind of goofy faces we're making when we do all of this. And I'm a little disappointed that you two didn't do your usual like hand raising thing for who's going to say your name next because you always do it. And then we are now on we know point today. <laughs> Uh, all right. So on this week's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about what it's like to go to Walt Disney World with food allergies <laughs> or special dietary needs, um, whether you're vegan or have a religious dietary need or like whatever that is. So we're going to be talking about all of those things. Uh, but first up, we have some news. All right, Heather, you had a, you were excited about this and then now you're very sad. So why don't you tell us about the, the new type of magic bands? What's going on? Well, <laughs> I was excited when I saw them last week. They had slap bracelets. You, I'm a child of the 90s. Does everybody remember this? Like, yep. you know, it was a little like you'd slap your wrist and the bracelet would curl around you. No, um, I'm, and, I'm an adult of the 90s. So this <laughs> <laughs> Well, this was all the rage when I was like nine and ten. And they were basically you know, small metal bracelets that were covered in whatever fabric, different designs, um, and you would slap your wrist with them and they would curl around and they were painful. And you kind of like braced yourself, but you're a kid, so you still did it. Um, but Disney released new magic bands last week and I was super excited when I was there and I saw them and it's the same, you know, kind of rubbery, uh, consistent material that's the word I'm looking for um and I was joking and I'm like oh look at this all of a sudden the 90s are coming back and now Disney pulled them I mean this was a week they lasted a week people. <laughs> I mean if yeah <laughs> so if you were there and you bought one like you could probably sell them for a lot of money on eBay but I'm like my reaction was seriously like you you pulled them they're not well, they metal <laughs> I don't think they pulled them because they were dangerous. The story is that they pulled them due to a manufacturing defect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Here's what I have to say. Toughen up, kids, okay? Until you're being slapped <laughs> with exposed metal like I was as a child, I don't want to hear it. You're yeah. fine. You'll survive. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you that I have I, – I had my fair share of slap bracelets, but um, they are back – not just with magic bands, they're back. And my daughter has one and she has come up and slapped me on the wrist with it. And they hurt. Um, Yes, (laughs) they do. Man up. (laughs) Yeah. No, as a mom, I saw them at a, at a, a, you know, register last week and immediately thought, who's the genius that brought these things back? Like, this Somebody is my age in Disney marketing, and they were like, this is going to be great. I loved uh-huh. these when I was a kid. Yeah, and here's what happened at the register right in front of me. Little kid saw them, grabbed one, turned to his sibling, who was not expecting it, slapped their wrist with it, and caused a huge kerfuffle. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the great things about slap bracelets anyway. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Man yeah. up. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so we'll see if they make a return or not. But uh, anyways, okay, so moving on to the holidays, because 
as you are listening to this, it is the day before Thanksgiving and it's, that's it. It's, it is holidays full on. You can't argue with us anymore. You can't tell us that it's too early. It's the holidays. Yeah. Deal with it. On <laughs> um, Thursday, it's the holidays. I'm still sitting in my office right now working. So it, yeah. it, there's we nothing festive up in here. <laughs> this is not the holidays yet. Thursday. Well, as as my friend as my friend Ben put it the other day, um, Thanksgiving is very late this year, so we get an extra. Yeah, we should have an extra few days at least. Exactly. Yeah. The last yeah. few years, we would have already had Thanksgiving. So. Yeah. But at Disney, um, all of the holiday decorations are going up. And Charla, why don't you tell us about uh, what's going on at one of the bars that you guys hung out at actually on your last trip? Yeah, uh, Jack Lindsay's Hangar Bar is getting a. Um, Kind of an overlay, kind of a new menu, and now my phone is not opening to give me the exact stuff. Uh, souvenir glasses. Um, let's see what else they have. A, a new holiday menu starting yesterday, the uh, or I guess two days ago. By the time you're listening to this, and it looks really, really fun. There's all sorts of fun pictures you can find online of what they're going to do with it. So I have it starting November 29th, which is okay. Two days I from now. Well, this says starting November 25th on this one. So, oh, interesting. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. You know, the, the press release I saw this morning said that the new menu starts on the 29th. So, I wonder if they had a delay or if it was just a typo. Sometime <laughs> this week, Jock yeah. Lindsay. At some yeah. point. Christmas decorations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Disney. Yeah. But they're yeah. even renaming it. I love that they're calling it Jock Lindsay's Holiday, Holiday Bar. Bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Jack Lindsay's is a really, really fun bar to go to. So, it's, yeah. it's fun either it way. There. And with yeah. the holiday overlay, it's even better. So Yeah. And for the first time ever, they are doing a holiday overlay of Living with the Land. And I'm so mad I, I didn't know. see it. <laughs> I, I love Living with the Land. It, it looks gorgeous. It looks so cute, so, right? Yeah. I mean, no, they've always done um, snowmen or like little holiday decorations, but not like a full holiday overlay. And this has like full like, Christmas lights on the tunnels yeah. that you go through. And I'm salty about it that he didn't it. <laughs> it's okay it's really good so i guess i just better go back yeah. that's it i'm booking airfare let's go <laughs> that sounds like you <laughs> not completely out of the realm of possibility obviously. Yeah. yeah uh all right so santa claus is coming to town starting on november 28th he will be doing appearances at the magic kingdom so uh bring your list Hopefully Isn't this his busy season? Like, doesn't he have something to supervise in the North Pole going on here? Like, I, Santa, I'm a little worried about quality control. Like, you shouldn't be vacationing at Disney World. You should be that, up in the North Pole getting some work done. That is the magic of Santa Claus. He can do both at the same time. And especially with technology these days. I mean, can't aren't we always saying that we can work from anywhere? I don't want to work from anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but would you rather be working at the North Pole? Or would you rather be working at the Disney parks where it's nice and warm? Yeah, but the workshops at the North Pole, it's not at the Disney parks. But this is my LA legit Gate. question. Didn't it used to be LA Gate. Didn't it used to be Santa Goofy was everywhere until Christmas Day and then Santa was at Disney World? Am I, I misremembering that? Because I feel like a few years ago that was the story. That yeah. Santa it was always Santa Goofy until Christmas happened and then Santa was there for pictures. I mean, I've seen Santa Goofy there, but I know I've met Santa at Disney World um, prior to Christmas. Prior to yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Especially um, at Epcot with the um, Christmas, all the holidays around the world and all of the stories that they tell he's been. Yeah, but he's those are there. holiday storytellers. Those aren't Santa. I've seen Santa there. 
I know I have. I have a picture. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't uh, ask me to find it, but it's somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you have to find it. Okay. Now I will. Pixar never happened. Okay. Exactly. All right. Um, so moving on uh, over to Epcot and Heather's favorite overlay in all of Epcot, uh, Frozen. <laughs> If only it was only an overlay. <laughs> I really just said that so that you all could see how she rolled her eyes when you talk about it. If but. it could just be temporary, <laughs> I wouldn't be so miserable. They have new costumes. Woohoo! It's news. Great. Whatever. <laughs> okay, but their costumes go along with the new movie. So, I mean, I if you've seen this white dress that Elsa wears, it's gorgeous. So, I'm all for I'm all in for that it's gorgeous I haven't seen the new movie yet I know Charlotte you saw it right I did see it okay no spoilers I haven't seen it yet I was gonna see it very excited um white dress you can see it in the pictures on the thing I've seen the pictures yes yeah Yeah, it looks really really pretty and I mean I like when they change the costume sometimes just because you know it's a little something different it's a little something new it's I'm sure Elsa gets sick of wearing that same dress every day. So, you know, I think it's... Howard, how did you feel about the Jasmine costume change? You mean when they sort of made her a little more covered up? Mm-hmm. I, you know, again, I'm okay with them changing the costume up a little bit. I didn't love that particular iteration of the costume because I didn't think there was anything wrong with the first one and I didn't think she necessarily needed to be more covered up. But that's just me. I don't know. There's costume changes for for the sake of sort of freshening up and keeping with the storyline. And then there's costume changes because they think that they're going to offend somebody. And then I have a problem with that. (laughs) Agreed. Uh, All right. Space 220. We had talked about this recently. Um, We talked about it a few weeks ago where they had lost their executive chef. And we were like, oh, well, that doesn't bode well for an opening by the end of the year. And it didn't because it is now opening in February of 2020, which means that Space 220 is opening ah. in I have to admit there was a little part of me that kind of liked that. Like, like why was that not like the given in the first place? Like, like, like do not always have it scheduled for a 220 opening. Duh. Yeah. That's great. It's a big miss on Disney's part. But anyway. Yeah. So they're now hiring. If anybody's looking for, you know, a food services job in Central Florida, there's all kinds of jobs. Did they get a new chef? That is not one of the open positions listed. So hopefully they have one. Breaking news, everybody. I'm going to spill it here. I am the new executive chef. That would be fantastic. I would be so here for that. That would be so good. I'd last a week and be like, that's it. I can't do it anymore. (laughs) Don't they have, like, I, I wasn't really paying attention to it, but I remember you guys talking about it. Don't they have some fantastic wine lists there? Like, like a 400-bottle yeah. wine okay. list or something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. I think you... Don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to go and try them all for you. We'll let you all know. Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, and last but not least, all right, who wants to talk about the new Magic Band colors? Charlotte, why don't you do that? Because I know you looked them up for us. So. Oh. Um, well, they have three, technically. Well... Two new Magic Band colors that are free or included with your um, resort stay. And then one specialty Magic Band. So the specialty Magic Band that you can purchase is a Jack and Gus from Cinderella Magic Band. And it's very cute. Um, except that the top is brown. I don't love that. But the Jack and Gus on there are very, very cute. And then they have a mint green and a dark gray that come with your stay that you can choose from. So... That's it. I think that's exciting. The mint green one is really pretty. 
my husband's going to be very excited about the dark gray. The dark gray. He's yeah. the gray every single time we go. Yeah. But he really prefers a darker gray. So he's going to be very happy to hear that. Yeah. I got his very first magic bands and he, he didn't get gray at all. He actually got purple and he had two other colors, but he wore the purple the entire time. Nice. Right? I appreciate that. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, what's very funny is that Sean will happily rock a pink shirt, a purple shirt. Like he doesn't he doesn't care particularly, you know, he's fine with all kinds of colors, but for whatever reason, his magic bands are always always gray i don't know why if you i don't know if you can see it behind me but there's a tree back there that has a ton of magic bands on it and like the gray arm is like out to <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. I, this is why i'm upset because they just came out two days after i came home and i finally completed my collection like i have multiples of certain colors but i finally yeah. was like okay i have my gray and i have my orange now done yeah. now i have two more colors i have to go get yeah what are these days um, so over in our Facebook group, and if you have not joined our Facebook group yet, I, what are you doing? We're having so much fun in there and <laughs> everybody's talking and we're talking and people are talking and there's all kinds of great questions and stuff. We're having so much fun. One of the things people asked for is a tour of our offices. So I think that's going to be for the Patreons. Oh, that would uh, be fun. Yeah. So I think we'll each record just like a quick little, you know, so you can see sort of where we are while we're recording this. Um, of course, I think you that, yeah, a little our bit offices and some of our... <laughs> Yeah. Our office is in some of our collections. Yes. Like, too, so yeah. yeah, we'll do that. Um, Guys, so I have no collections. That's a lie. That's just a lie. I was standing next to you when you bought Haunted Mansion plates. Like, you know you have collections. <laughs> that's not really a collection. Those are just fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait to use them for Thanksgiving. There's a million so things cool. that you've purchased over the years that I know you have in that house somewhere. So I have yeah. all things Boston Terrier, so you can all follow me around and I show you my crazy Boston Terrier lady collection. There you it's go. It's not really a collection, but... There's yeah. a lot of slip-ups involved. I don't know. We've been, <laughs> we, we keep adding to it, too. So <laughs> there's all kinds of new Boston Terrier stuff now. Uh, <laughs> we're enabling her disease. They really are. I mean, like, things just <laughs> randomly show up in the mailbox. And I'm like, um, did you guys send me this? I don't know. Like, but it's fantastic. I get so excited. <laughs> so we'll do that. But um, one of the things that they were talking about in our Facebook group recently is somebody had asked, and I'm sorry, I don't remember who asked, um, what are some of your favorite of the lesser known characters? Like the characters that don't get merged and like don't get talked about a lot. There was like a lot of great suggestions, but I think somebody actually said that Gus and Jack from Cinderella were their favorites. And so yeah. now they're getting a little bit of respect. I appreciate that. And I think it was Kyle that asked. Um, it was probably Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was probably Kyle. Yeah. Um, oh, and we had an engagement for our- I just listeners. saw that. How exciting. <laughs> I don't know if it's French or it's not Teresa it's Therese that um I'm not pronouncing it right but I know it's not Teresa because it's not spelled Teresa um but yes her daughter got engaged recently in Quarter Orleans Riverside and she shared the picture and oh my gosh it was so oh I was swooning yeah very very sweet yes fantastic I love a good engagement there's so like it's just so exciting to watch it's like I've been married since God created dirt at this point so like I (laughs) I get all excited about seeing, you know, people with their engagements and their I weddings know. and things. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, we saw a bride, um, the morning we were leaving oh, at Disney World and, uh, she was, she had been freezing cause was she was wearing a gorgeous. It was so cold oh, when we were there. And it was, it was cold. It was really yeah, cold. Yeah. It was like, you know, 8 a.m. and we were headed out to the park for the last morning. And we saw her in the elevator with her photographer. And I was like, what time's the wedding? And she said, 1030. And she said she'd been up since like four or something like that, <laughs> oh, getting ready. It was really no. fun. It's always exciting. <laughs> yeah. 
I get really excited when I'm at the Disneyland Hotel and I see the little Cinderella carriage go by and I'm like, oh, this is so magical. Love it. Love it. All right. So that's it for news. And we're going to be moving on to this week's topic, which is dining at Walt Disney World with food allergies or special dietary needs. Um, all right. So let's get into it. Everybody who has food allergies in this group, raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh charlie you're so left out <laughs> yeah, i'm okay with that but you guys will have to admit that if you have to have food allergies disney or disney cruise is the way to, to do it <laughs> absolutely so, yeah yeah 99 percent of 95 percent of the time sorry i don't know cruise line kind of scares me with my food allergy because they are so on it that it's like like I've had soups put down in front of me and then like from the whisked other side away. like just whisked yeah. away and I'm like what happened here you I don't even yeah. get to look at it because they're like oh sorry it, was, it might have your your allergy in it so yeah. I, they're very good about it yeah. yeah I will say Disney cruise line is really strict like really 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 strict about the mm-hmm. you know um and Walt Disney World is it just depends on the restaurant and your server team, I find, to large degree. Sometimes they're, like, crazy strict and on it. And other times they're like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Still live. It'll be fine. Well, I've, I've been with you guys and with some other people who've had some allergies. And the chef will come out and talk to you um, specifically. Like, one time we were at Sanaa. And, uh, Sarah, I think you were talking about your yep. allergies. And the chef actually came out and she was like, yeah, you can have that. Yes, that's fine. Yep. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And it's gotten to the point now. Well, all right, let's back up a bit. Let's talk about, um, if you are dining at Walt Disney World, and we're going to keep it specifically to Walt Disney World for this podcast, but I'm sure we'll do others on Disneyland or Disney Cruise. Um, and what it's, or Adventures by Disney actually has you know, some protocols in place for that as well. But for this podcast, we're going to be talking about Walt Disney World. So what do you need to do ahead of time? Uh, when you're planning your meals for considering food allergies, like when you're making your dining reservations, what do you need to do? Well, I think the easiest thing to do, especially since now Disney wants everybody to make their dining reservations online, there is a little button that you can click that says, you know, requests or allergies. Um, and most of the major allergy um allergies out there are listed and you can kind of just check off which your one your allergy is if it's something freaky like mine and sarah's that of course nobody else has so it's not going to be there you just check the other box and it's noted on your reservation so this way when you go to check in at the restaurant it's already there and they're going to be ready to talk to you about it yeah um and so just in case our listeners are curious my particular food allergies i'm allergic to wine and beer um even when it's cooked in a sauce. Cause a lot of times people say to me like, oh, I mean the alcohol cooks up. It's not the alcohol I'm allergic to. So still a problem. Which and have so, you asked me, that's the worst allergy in the entire world. <laughs> I can still have tequila and gin and vodka. So it's fine. <laughs> I can still have a cocktail, so it's fine. Um, but in your case, it's broccoli and cauliflower. Which is significantly less tragic, but it was adult onset. So I was not allergic to these things when I was a child and hated broccoli and cauliflower. But as an adult, I really grew to love them. And now I cannot eat them. I can't even have anything that is cooked next to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So these are, we both fall under the other category. The main categories that you will see are things like egg, gluten, um, Nuts. nuts nuts tree nuts peanuts you know yeah you'll Dairy. see this, there are like seven major 
allergens. Um, like shellfish so, might be one yeah, too. Yep, yeah. shellfish, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we both fall under the other category, but if you have any of the major or multiples of the major, you can check off, by the way, you can also check off fish, you know, and other, like you can check multiple categories. It's not just a one and done. So yeah. Um, and there are different levels of each category. So like maybe you're allergic to nuts, but you can have it if it's mixed up in it or somehow, you know, like there's different types of different allergies. So you can um, definitely put that in there as a note under other and you can talk and you can specifically request to talk to the chef too. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because maybe you have a cross-contamination allergy and maybe you don't. Right. Um, so cross-contamination is a big issue for those of us who are food allergic. Um, my particular, like I, if Charlotte or Heather, can you imagine if I had a cross-contamination issue with wine? <laughs> <laughs> you could not, be in the same room with us ever. Like this podcast <laughs> would be over. Like we'd be done. Yeah. Thank God. That's not my case. Um, but in Heather's case, she does have a cross-contamination. Now it's okay if we are eating broccoli and cauliflower, but her foods cannot be prepared on the same like flat top, for example, you know, that our foods are being prepared and are in the same pan. That's an issue. So. Which makes hibachi restaurants very tricky for me. They're right. not usually not safe. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, um, so that's what to do ahead of time. Um, Disney world has a section on their website about how they handle allergies. Um, I don't know if this is still the case, but once upon a time, there was a food allergy service team that had an email that you could notify ahead of time if you need to talk with somebody it's been a long time since i used that email do either of you know if that's still active i don't know i honestly haven't used that email in years i don't I think years yeah because with the advent of my disney experience and the ability to note your allergies ahead of time it's less um also you can note if you are kosher if you are um trying to think what the other dietary i think there's vegan like there's other dietary requests that you can note as well um so just wanted to let you guys know that about. So then once you get to Walt Disney World, how are the food allergies handled and what are the best sort of tips and things? Um, I just mentioned kosher and that's an easy, well, it's not easy. <laughs> kosher meals are not easy for anybody. But if, for example, you are kosher and you're traveling to Walt Disney World, you can order kosher meals in uh, up to 48 hours in advance of your dining reservation. So you can still go to a character meal and your um, kosher meals will be provided. They are provided by an offsite supplier. It is a Chabad sub supplier. Um, so they are, I believe, frozen meals. Um, so they are completely kosher and completely safe um, and they will be delivered to your table, but they do need to be requested at least 48 hours in advance. So that's how that is handled. Um, but for food allergies and special needs, let's talk a little bit about um, some special, like, the, like, like vegan, for example, because we've been talking about that a lot recently. <laughs> All right, Heather, it, that's on you. <laughs> it's hard to be vegan at Disney. And um, now, full disclosure, I am not totally vegan. I still love pizza and cheese, and I will occasionally eat a burger. Um, but I am mostly vegan. I'd prefer to just eat vegetables if I can. Um, so it's a little easier for me when we were down there and there was no vegan option. I could just order something else. But it's hard to be vegan at Disney World, um, even with this new plant-based initiative, which I was super excited about, there's there's really not that many options. Again, there's no fully vegan restaurant, which if you ask me, is a huge missing market. Um, and most of the restaurants only have one option. 
on the, the menu. So if you're like me, who is a vegan, but also has a food allergy, like what happened at Flying Fish last week, and they have to customize it, they're not prepared to, and it generally just comes out bland and plain. Um, so it's hard, but it is doable. There are a lot of things um, that can be modified. So, you know, um, oh gosh, I don't have it up in front of me, but there's a really great Instagram Instagram account, which I think is vegan Disney world or vegan Disney food or something like that. You can search for it, but she goes in and anytime there's a new vegan option, she'll show pictures of it or she'll teach you what can be modified. So whether that's leaving off the cheese or asking if you can substitute beyond meat for, you know, regular burger meat or whatever it may be, um, know that you can customize a lot of the options there. So that's always good to know. Yeah, it is vegandisneyworld.com is their website. So thank you. Perfect. Um, Um, They also have, uh, because they have all of the menus online now, there's plenty of places to find updated menus. It's so nice that you can go in and research a little bit before you go. Um, And for, for specifically vegetarian and vegan, they have a lot of you know, you can see what you want online for specific allergies. You can always ask to see the recipe or the ingredients list, um, especially at the quick service restaurants. Yeah, I will say usually the chefs, especially like in a vegetarian vegan situation, are really, really good. Not so much at the counter service restaurants, but at the sit down restaurants and especially the signature restaurants. If the chef is coming to your table, you can always ask to speak to a chef and just say, look, I'm vegan. What you have on the menu isn't appealing to me. And they'll just sit and chat with you and say, oh, well, we can do this or we can do that. And they know the ingredients that they have back there. They know what they're capable of doing. And they'll a lot of times be able to create a custom dish for you right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, Charlie, you mentioned the menus. Almost every table service, I believe every table service restaurant at Walt Disney World has an allergy-friendly menu. So this mm-hmm. is a menu that lists the common allergens that are found and so it'll have the entire menu and under each one it'll say may contain so you can look it doesn't help me unfortunately but if you have or heather typically if you have a more common allergen such as shellfish or nuts or gluten um it will tell you what is contained in each dish so you can see specifically like the ingredients list which is very very helpful yeah um and, and um, we when we were at Flying Fish a couple of weeks ago, and they gave Heather the allergen menu, and it did not help her. It does not. But, yeah. <laughs> one the, but one of the great things about a signature restaurant is they were able to talk with her, and she said, look, my allergies are not listed, but this is what I'm interested in. Can you help me out? And our server was fantastic and really helped helped out a lot with what with what they offered. And I believe that if it had come to that, she would have talked to the chef, but we just did. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In fact, they almost prefer you to speak to the chef, but it takes a while. So usually I'm like, no, I can, I'll be fine. I just, you know, whatever. Um, But I, our server was fantastic. She goes, okay, well, what kind of vegetables do you like? And I was like, well, most of them just not broccoli and cauliflower. She's like, yeah, but what, what do you really like? I'm like, ah, I don't know, string beans and carrots, those are good ones. And so that's, you know, how I wound up with my dish the way it was. So they, they're really willing to work with you, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so one thing we should say, so when you get to Walt Disney World and you get to your dining reservation, as with any food allergy and every food allergy mom on the planet knows this, you are your own best advocate or your child's best advocate. So confirm and remind, confirm and remind. When you check in at the booth, 
the you know the, the host booth remind them you know we are the blah, 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 and we have a food allergy in our party because there are special slips that notify your server um it'll say right on your the, the little slip that the server puts on your table that there is a food allergy then when the server comes by again remind them if they don't immediately ask and chances are to go to immediately ask are there any food allergies or i see we have a food allergy because they've seen the slip yeah confirm and remind <laughs> um and the other way to know and this is a really important one and this is where i have gotten in trouble before um allergy plates when they come out should have an indicator on them it's a small wooden stick that literally says allergy I love Your, my little sticks. I love my little stick. And when I don't see my little stick, I get really nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, your plate should have an allergy stick in it, indicating that that is the allergy plate. Because what if somebody else ordered the same thing as you? How do they know which one was prepared specifically for you? So there is a little, tiny little sporky thing that goes in your food that tells you which plate is yours. So those are the things that you really want to look for. If you don't have the little sporky thing, you need to confirm with the server is this the allergy friendly plate? So yeah. yeah. Go, 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 Heather. Um, just to touch on that for for counter service, you'll also get the little stick with the allergy, but they also this is fascinating to me, they use a different color tray. So you know how you you know you just walk up to the window, oh. you pick up your they if there is an allergy menu or request that comes through, they put it on a different tray so that those cast members that are working back there know, oh gosh, this is an allergy. What do I have to pay attention to? Um, Okay. It'll take a little longer sometimes, but so, you know, if they're using blue trays, yours might be green. Or if it's brown trays, I think like it's usually a green tray. It's either um, a blue or green tray, depending on what the rest of the restaurant uses, but it's a different a different tray. And also the counter service menus have what they call the Bible. And you can ask the, the, the cast member that's taking your order. If you tell her that you have an allergy, they'll usually pull out like, it's huge. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it lists <laughs> it's every, every ingredient. I mean, I'm talking down to like the salt blends. They will break down the different salts that they're using. Um, so it'll take you a while to go through it, but you will be safe and you will not have an allergy attack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the only times really that I've ever gotten in trouble is when I either, it just didn't even occur to me that there could possibly be one of my allergens in a dish. And every once in a while, I just, I decide to risk it because I don't <laughs> want it to be a thing. Because every time I announce my allergy, it's a thing. Oh my God, that's terrible. People? No act, kidding. Leave me alone. Yeah. People act like the fact that I'm allergic to wine and beer is I might as well have announced that I'm just dying of some horrible disease. Like, oh my God, that's terrible. How do you, I'm fine. (laughs) See, I don't get that. I get the, really? That's a thing? Well, yes, I'm telling, I'm standing here telling you I'm going to die if you feed it to me. So it's a thing. I get it's rare, but come on. And sometimes I just don't feel like going through the whole thing. So I'll just, and I don't, or I don't feel like waiting to talk to the chef. Cause as I mentioned, sometimes you do have to wait and it's, I feel badly. I feel badly sometimes like it's an inconvenience to the people around me. That's on me. I really should be a grown up about it and understand that it's my health and it's important and it's really going to ruin the rest of my day. Um, so, you know, don't, don't, don't be me. <laughs> advocate for yourself yeah everybody else can deal with it it's fine (laughs) well well, let's talk about that for a second um 
if something happens and you don't tell them or, you know, you have an issue, where can people go? What resources do they have if they eat something that is not good? not good for them. I mean, I know that it can depend on the severity of your allergy. Like Mm -hmm. you two, if you happen to eat something, have two different reactions to Mm -hmm. it. But let's talk about first aid and health centers and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you, and also, by the way, sometimes I will do everything right and still be served the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. It happens. That happened to me at Nine Dragons. They almost killed me. So that was fun. Yeah, it happens. Um, So There are first aid centers in every single park um, that are equipped with RNs. So there is a registered nurse in the first aid center of all four major theme parks, um, as well as Disney Springs, as well as the water parks. Um, So that's your first line of defense. However, any cast member is empowered to contact emergency services for you. So if you are not feeling well, if it is an emergency situation, um, if you are having an allergic reaction, just flag down the nearest cast member. And they have been trained in protocol as to what the next steps to take are. So if you can get to the first aid center and it is not an emergent situation, then do that. Um, But if it is an emergent situation, you literally just need to flag down the nearest person to you and they will take the next steps for you. So yeah, they are very, very well trained in what to do. Um, Disney's first tenant of their, what they learn is safety and they will get you to the right mm-hmm. person immediately. Um, right. Every cast member can do that. So, right. Uh, yeah. Um, but the first aid centers, if you, if you're just, if you just ate something allergies aside and you have an upset tummy, <laughs> they've got Pepto in the first aid centers, you know, you yep. can get <laughs> just about anything. Everything. Yeah. Um, I, this is not food related, but I had the worst headache when we were at Walt Disney world. And I went to, we were in um, Fantasyland. I went into Big Top Souvenirs and I said, can you sell me some um, ibuprofen or Aleve? And he said, we can, you can go for free at the health center or I can sell it to you here. And I said, I will pay for it. I don't want to walk over the first day. <laughs> but they have it in a locked box behind, you know, behind the cabinet. So they have stuff everywhere. Um, but if it's an emergency, for sure, talk to somebody right away. Yeah. 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 Um, and this is why I am a walking pharmacy. Um, they laugh at me sometimes because I will pull out my little Ziploc baggie yeah. that is fully stocked with Tylenol and Advil. I typically have Imodium with me. I also have my prescription because, unfortunately, my particular allergy manifests itself with stomach issues. Um, so I have everything that I need on me, like, at all times. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other thing that's important, I'm going to go to the cruise line for a second, and this is just a little bit of a diversion, but it's important to know the cruise line does not sell Imodium or Pept, you know, they don't sell stomach remedies because on a cruise ship, they want to know if you are having stomach issues. So, um, if you are a person like me who is prone to those types of things, make sure that you are packing your own because you do not want to have to go to the first aid center. And, you know, I mean, look, go to the first aid center if, if you have to. And if you do think that you have something that could potentially be communicable, that's important. But if you are just somebody like me and you know that this, I'm, I don't, I don't have norovirus. I just had something I shouldn't have eaten. Um, make sure that you have your own medicine with you. So yeah. that's important. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Is that um, well, uh, 
see. Um, so the talking to the chef thing, I do think that's important because I want to go back to that because it's not just at um, table service. It's also at buffets. So again, advocate for yourself. The servers are fantastic. And it sounds like Heather had a great server at Flying Fish. But I wonder if you had talked to the chef, if you might have had a better result in your eventual dish because servers oh, aren't sure. chefs. <laughs> they oh, don't I'm, always know. I'm 100% he would have been able to say, because it's happened to me in the past at other yeah. restaurants, well, I don't have this, but I have this. Would you like this? I could do this. How does this sound? So, right. I mean, I feel like there's probably something <laughs> that was lost in translation, right? You know, she probably just went back to the chef and said she likes carrots and, and string beans, so That's do that. Idea. But, you know, if I would have talked to the chef, he may have been able to say, well, I have this, or I can do this, or I, you know, would you like this? Does this sound good? Um, and I'm sure they probably like doing that, right? Because they do the same thing every single night. So here's something for them to do, a chance for them to do something different. And they can do what they were trained to do. So yes. let them. And, and at the buffets too, even though it is a pre-plated meal, they can still customize something for you. If nothing on the buffet really works for you, they can still, it is a full kitchen back there. So they can still make a full meal for you. Um, mm -hmm. Of, of off menu items, even at the buffet, so. Yeah, and if it's se severe enough that cross-contamination is a huge issue, I mean, I think they try to keep some of the stuff separate, but if you need a fresh plate of chicken that has never come across any other buffet items, they can make mm -hmm. it all free. Right. Yeah. Yep. And, exactly. and because it's a buffet, you say, I want chicken and I want 10 of them, then, then they <laughs> make chicken. <laughs> it's an all-you-can-eat situation. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, so, all right, I think that's it. Do we cover all of it? I would also like to point out that the chefs at Disney are great if you have a service dog because Copley used to get like his own fan. I would go to um, the California Grill. They would bring him his own water dish and he would get like peanut butter sandwiches. One time I was doing a special uh, food and wine event at um, restaurant Marrakesh in Morocco at Epcot and the chef literally abandoned his entire presentation and saw Copley in the corner and was like started chatting with Copley and what kind of food does he like what does he like and I said believe it or not tomatoes are his favorite food and he brought him out an entire dish full of chopped tomatoes like, <laughs> like, human-sized dish I have a picture of it somewhere so <laughs> they they get really excited to cook for dogs too it's happened at almost every restaurant Copley's been to so <laughs> that's, that's good to know that's fantastic <laughs> all right so if you have a food allergy if you have a dietary restriction the bottom line is it can uh, go to Walt Disney World you're going to be fine I mean everything from gluten-free to vegan to kosher to I mean you name it and they can handle it they 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 have a response for it they have a protocol for it be your own best advocate confirm and remind and don't be scared to you know want to have great food too you're there you're on vacation you deserve to have amazing food just like everybody else does so all right uh so this week on the patreon extra it's thanksgiving speaking of food <laughs> and, uh i'm looking forward to eating all of the food and i'm only cooking for basically for my family and my best friend so i'm going to be eating all of the good food for days uh and we're going to be talking about what we're thankful for of course you know all the time but for our patreon extra we're going to be talking about some of the 
less obvious things that we're thankful for this year. So a little, some of the more silly things, some of the more unique things. Um, and we just lost Heather completely. So <laughs> if you're watching the video feed, we don't know what happened. She just disappeared, probably a Wi-Fi issue. Um, but uh, we will talk to you next week. Stay tuned for our Patreon Extra. And if you're not a Patreon supporter, please help us out. <laughs> please help us pay our bills. We appreciate it. You can go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Pinterest as well. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, Charlotte.